There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 46% of Americans expect to leave behind financial obligations when they pass away. So it's crucial to make sure your family is financially protected. Policy Genius helps you find the right life insurance coverage by comparing options from America's top insurers with help from licensed, award winning agents. Secure your financial future with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get free life insurance quotes in just a few clicks. That's policygenius.com. Hey, this is Tyler. And this is KC. And you're listening to The Element Podcast. What's happening, all my woods people? Today, KC and I are really wishing we were taking naps. <laughs> Separate, separately, but we wish we were taking naps. That's why it's naps plural. If it was yeah, nap, right. they'd be together. <laughs> it's not a nap. It's naps. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're tired. So I'll just be honest with you right now. This is the hardest thing we've done all day. Being fun on a podcast. I don't know, dude. I sit in the back seat with our friend Brian's kiddo, and he's a real sweet kid. But he was tooting, and it was so bad. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Brian's going to be laughing about that. Yeah. Mm, I didn't smell nothing, man. Yeah, I know. Sure wasn't you. Uh, I'm sure. It's like one of them things where you just, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, hey, kid. <laughs> like, let everybody know. It wasn't me, even though it was. Yeah. Uh, That's funny, man. But we've been uh, out doing some hog prep. Yeah. Hip. Yeah. Hip, as they'd say, <laughs> which is probably not good. <laughs> It's not <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. See. Yep. See. Yep. 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 Uh, so yep. Um, I don't been... know. I don't know where else this podcast right now. Like I don't know what else to say on this podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm done. Well, <laughs> guys, if you have been watching, we actually released a really cool video about some pig hunting this yeah. week. Um, it's cool to you. Do... I don't know how cool it was to other people. But... <laughs> uh, that's all I care really. But... We've had some people say it's pretty cool. Yeah, though. we've 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 heard from yeah. folks. Yeah. So. Um, Anyways, go watch that if you haven't. Actually, uh, our friends over at Moultrie uh, mentioned that they thought it was really cool. He was real hype. Yeah. And um, they've got some cool hog content coming out, so you should definitely follow them on Instagram. And um, the Moultrie cell cams that we've been using have been a big part of us being able to uh, figure out when them hogs are around 
so that we can go to stalking them, which is the hardest part, but also mm-hmm. the funnest part. Yeah, and if you see us on their Instagram, be sure and tell them how much you appreciate them having the Element guys mm-hmm. do stuff for them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, right now, you're looking at the Moultrie Mobile app. I and am. it is full of white-tailed deer. <laughs> full how, of How excited does that make you, deer. Casey? Not very. <laughs> this is not. Uh, this is the first time you've ever not been excited about getting a deer on camera. Uh, probably. <laughs> I can remember days on Texas Public whenever I'd check a camera, like, "Oh, cool does," you know, like you remember that feeling. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, dude, we might we might see some does tonight. That'd That's be awesome. Right. That'd be cool, man. It'd be good to see some deer." Are you uh, gonna hunt Texas Public this year? Uh, yes. Yeah, I am. You do think so? Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. I know you've been down on it. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to hunt the property that you're thinking about. Okay. But <laughs> okay. I'm going to hunt all over the country, the state, cool. uh, Texas public. Yeah. Yep. Going to burn all my points everywhere. That's Are my you? plan. Yeah. Um, Matador, uh, or not Matador, uh, Matador probably. Yeah. I'm going to hunt all the hunts of Matador. Quail. Uh, you know they not, shot like 13 quail out there this did year. They? Yeah. Gosh, that's probably like two more than last year, huh? Yeah, that's probably that's like, good. you know point what like point one seven per hunter or something like that uh-huh. it's not bad man <laughs> man i don't know there's some there's some experience things to to be said about quail hunting right mm-hmm. but when i go for small game i'm trying to shoot a bunch of them i want to eat i want to eat yeah that's a big part of the small game thing for me like it's fun to go out and do stuff but like if i want to go walk in the woods i don't need to be traveling out to Elephant Mountain or something like that. Well, you know? it's a um, it's a pretty primal thing inside you to say, all right, risk versus reward. Uh, I'm going to go deer hunting, and if I don't kill a deer but once every 10 times, it's a pretty good payoff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go quail hunting. If I don't kill a quail but once every 10 times, that's a tiny payoff. Yeah. Tiny. Especially when gas is as high as it is. Yeah. <clears throat> Tell you what. Did y'all know that? General Feeling gas like is high. Quail. You're going to be running everywhere with your head forward. Just like, ah. <laughs> I feel like quail, I feel like Bob Whites run with their belly forward. Do they? Yeah. The blues run with their head forward. <clears throat> I would like to shoot some of those gambles quail. Yeah. Isn't that what they're called? There's some gambrels. Um, what are those ones that are in New Mexico that we saw? There's gambles and there is... Uh, Merns. Merns, yeah. Merns. That's the ones I want to shoot. Yeah. Uh, I'm all about shooting something new. You know, Gambles is known as a California quail. Is that right? Same thing. Are they two different deals? I think it's the same. There's two different, like lobed quail. Is Merns one of them? I don't know. I thought they were the ones that look like clowns. They look kind of like a bob white, but different. But different. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. I don't know. Um, Yeah. I'm the same way though. You know, with the quail, like, come on now, I like to shoot some. Yeah. That's. I think that's why one of the reasons I don't duck hunt that much because. I've shot pretty much all the ducks that you can shoot around here. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. If I knew where there's a pond with some cinnamon teal on them, I might be trying to get off over there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, so my, you know, uh, my wife's family that <clears throat> hunts a lot, mm-hmm. they shot, uh, they had a pond down there in South Texas that had a bunch of cinnamon on it, cinnamon teal on it. At some about point. That. Yeah, dude. And they just got like they got. I think they got them all mounted. I mean, there's like there's cinnamon teal laying all over the floor in their house. You heard right of the now. Partridge family? This is a cinnamon teal family. <laughs> it is. They're cool, man. Yeah, um, it's pretty. But, I was at the zoo the other day, and there was some other type of weird teal at the zoo that looked like probably like a Argentinian or whatever. Oh, it was like 
looked like a cinnamon, but with the, just a big black body part to it or something. And I was like, man, is this real or is this like a, you know how like a Peking duck or something is, you know what I mean? Or, yeah. It's like, is this just like a, or like a white turkey? Mm-hmm. You know, is this like a, really a species or is this just a, a thing? Are you saying all these white turkeys that get posted <laughs> online are not actual albino I don't know, phase man. turkeys? It seems as if uh, that's become a popular thing to see in the yeah. woods is yeah. a white turkey. Yeah. Yeah. And Where I'm not else saying have you seen white turkeys. Mm, Canton trades days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it, uh, at uh, Pilgrim Farms over there in Mount Pleasant, mm-hmm. lots of white turkeys. Tyson too, for yep. sure. That's up in uh, Broken Bow, uh, so maybe that's where we should go. Yeah, try to kill white turkeys. I think we should. Yeah, I'm all about It'd shooting a 36 pound <laughs> <No>. white turkey. <laughs> Did I tell you the turkey story the other day that I heard no. from the guy at church. <laughs> he said that his buddy raised two eating turkeys, which probably were white turkeys. I imagine. Yeah. He said uh, you're supposed to t- take them into the butcher between like eight and ten weeks and he said he went like a little long on it. I don't know how long. But he said the turkeys dressed over fifty pounds each. Oh my goodness. Yes. How old were they? I don't know. But I'm guessing twelve or thirteen weeks. In eight in twelve weeks they grow to fifty pounds. Or so more. this is one of those deals where it's heard it from a guy who heard it from a guy. Yeah. Right. But I'm assuming the guy at church wasn't lying to me from his information. Yeah. So at least there's only one chain of events right there for it to be wrong. Dang, man, that's cool. I know. I'm thinking, like, we could either drive to Tennessee, bring home 50 pounds of turkey total, or we can <laughs> raise two of them and have 100 pounds. He said that when he got them back from the, bro- the butcher, he had two, or he had one of those white igloo ice chests, and he couldn't close the lid on it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How do you get them suckers there? I don't know, dude. Golly, man. I like you'd have to have a hog pen. Double axle trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Would I be into that, dude? Can you oh, imagine dude. if wild turkeys were that big? Yeah. I told my wife. I don't know if I should say this, actually. but uh, <laughs> Sorry, She's she going to get listen. some chickens. She ain't listening. No, it's not, it's not her that I oh. don't want to listen. Okay. She's going to get some chickens here soon. Uh-huh. Full, she's been telling me about that. Yeah. So there might be some other birds that end up on the property, too. But we'll just have to see. I don't know mm. if they sell them where we're going. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. Uh, I don't mind hunting some domesticated stuff sometimes. You yeah, know? you know, whatever. <laughs> How long does it can it stay out there before it becomes feral? I don't know. I what? mean, if I feed it every day, does it is it feral or wild? Or I mean, feral or domesticated? You feed the deer every day. Yeah. Here's what gets weird. <laughs> How many of them people that are claiming organic fed this that and the other? Or feeding things corn that Lots. is not organic. Lots. Lots. There is a there's like a there's like a tree of like it has to be three times removed or something to be truly organic or something. Really? Like that. Yeah. I don't know much about that. You've been studying poofas and stuff. Though, <laughs> That's, so. right. <laughs> That's right, man. So yeah. supposedly pork, um pin raised pork is is doesn't qualify as seed oil free because of how bad pork diets are. That makes sense. Makes sense to me. Yeah. So that bacon got seed oil up in it? Yeah. Mm, That's right. I love seed oils. I know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so tasty. Mm-hmm. But we've been shooting some uh, wild porkers here lately, right? Yeah, not organic, but yeah. I hashtagged organic. I bet you it, so. that those are pretty tasty. We've been seeing some round pigs. Mm-hmm. The other day, 
we've been at this for a while, right? And this, uh, we got a, a couple properties that we have permission to go hunt on. We've hunted our own properties, but there's this one south of where we live that uh, we got permission on. It's pretty cool. It's a neat place. Um, it's got a lake on it and stuff, you know, and a lot of timber. And uh, we've been putting out corn, trying to kill pigs out there. And they've proved to be a little bit difficult because we've only actually shot pigs once, mm-hmm. right? After Out all, there, yeah. After all the stalks and doing different things and this and that and the other. Basically had two failed stalks in the month of March and one successful one. And then we also went out in late February with all the guys and golf carted around and didn't really have any encounters. Yeah, it was kind of goofy. Tyler, pigs are stupid. Why can't you kill them easier? Well, it depends on who you're talking to <laughs> and how stupid they are, I guess. I'm being I'm being the general public here when yeah, I say that. They are not stupid. They're actually really smart. Smarter than deer, <clears throat> but people may not give them credit for being that because deer have this whole like, oh, the big buck, he's going <laughs> to... He's going to see you one time, and he's never going to be here again. Uh, But the pig is more apt to do that, I feel like, than a big old buck. Mm -hmm. Um, We have – we've had some some issues. I mean, there's been a big boar that you you and I have tried to get on several times, and um, he he will go dark for a while if we mess him up. Mm -hmm. And currently, I don't think we have any daytime of him anymore. We haven't shot at him or nothing. We've just been walking down the road pretty much, and yeah. he saw us, you know? Yeah, man. The It's weird how, like, there's, like, this kind of back-and-forth thing of one pig is less eyes and ears, but at the same time, one pig, if you booger that one pig, it's like they're boogered. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you booger a group, there's just one pig in there, and they're so group they have so much group mentality that like sometimes their opinions get overridden yep. i think I do too. and every, all the pigs end up coming back to the corn even though that one pig's being weird yeah, yeah yeah i think i wonder if there's also like this concept like we said if we're talking about how smart pigs are that like a big old boar is like okay i gotta take care of myself it's mm-hmm. kind of like you know with the buck like <clears throat> the big old buck he has mm-hmm. to kind of rely on himself to take care of himself but you get a you spook a doe and she's going to flag and stand around so everybody can see that there's something going on and she's going to let everybody know before she runs off that there's mm-hmm. something bad. It's kind of like with the with the big pig, the same deal. It's like he's got he's probably real spooky. And in a group mentality, they start getting in there and eating corn. And it's just like so you know, much noise. Yeah, they're just you know they're wow. in hog heaven. The night that you and I were there together trying to get a double shot. And we ended up not getting any shots. There was like this just pig fat. <laughs> I just smoked his laptop with a water bottle. Uh, there's this spring water though. Yeah, yummy. Uh, there's this pig festival going on of like mamas and babies, and then just female sows, and then boars that are fighting each other and chasing sows around. It's like a whole like what's the word I'm looking for here? Like pig. Uh, I interaction word, but, okay. thing going on. <laughs> My words is probably not a good one. Um, it's just like, it's like a microchasm of like everything that happens in a pig's world is going on right there. Mm-hmm. Some rutting around. Yeah, some rutting around. <laughs> That's right. Pig rutting around. And uh, it's pretty cool to watch because those boars would like kind of go out and flank the sows and bring them back in, you know. And Yeah. Um, 
and then I think a couple of times we got p- picked off of one of those boars, and mm-hmm. they just like didn't care. Yeah, you know they. The old white leg, that one white leg pig got us for sure, that and then he was legger. like, "Whatever, I smell this sow in front of me." That's right. They pigs are are kind of so they just are working with a different set of um, like strengths when it comes to a hog. They can smell really good, or they use their noses really well. Let me say it that way, in case some of y'all are making jokes. Uh, <laughs> so a <laughs> hog's sense of smell is really really good. Mm-hmm. Their sense of hearing is probably on par with a deer's. Their sense of sight is probably nowhere near a deer or a human. Mm-hmm. Uh, still not, it's still existent. Mm-hmm. It's not non-existent. Right? Yeah. So like, um, if you're wearing earth tones and you're being still on a windy day, you can about near walk up to them mm-hmm. uh, within reason, right? You can't get much closer than 40 yards, you know, out in the open. But so that's kind of how we play our stalks. Um, use the terrain, use the... Um, vegetation around and stuff mm-hmm. to kind of try to get close or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, but, uh, that's the. I mean, that's that's the kind of the key is like it because they can't see real well. If you can just break up your outline, you mm-hmm. usually can get pretty close. But if you're gonna be down a road or something, we got picked off several times in roads, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, especially if that sand is white and your legs be moving on that. Yeah, yeah, we got picked off um, uh, the day that we killed right next to a cedar tree but we were trying to get out from the cedar tree to get footage mm-hmm. and also to try the double shot thing mm-hmm. and uh we got picked off there and they spooked like three different times right i tell there. you what it doesn't matter if it's a a gecko that you're trying to catch outside for your kids or a big mature whitetail buck there's two things that will give you away as a human that is a head sticking up above shoulders mm-hmm. and that is being bipedal yeah you know two legs moving that's right away. Things are like, uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't yep. doing that. And then they're gone. It's because they see Sasquatch so often. That's it. Yep. And uh, he, eats, he eats most of those animals. Mm-hmm. That's so. it. Yeah. I mean, he's. I don't know if they see him or not, though. He might just get well, them. Yeah. He's well, pretty effective. If they're ever in front of a trail camera, then they don't see him because he's never that's on true. trail That's camera. why they hang out in front of our camera so much. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> they know the Sasquatch can't go there. That's exactly right, man. It's a dead zone for Sasquatches. Right. It's kind of like, you know, like in a residential area, you know, the deer know exactly where the humans should be. So That's right, man. Same deal with the Sasquatch, man. Yeah. But, yeah, that the, the video was really cool. If you got to watch it um, and you liked it, thank you. Thank you for watching it. Mm-hmm. And I hope that you did like it. I've really been trying. Casey and I both have really been focusing on like what this is stuff you may or may not care about. But it was like what do like how can we produce the like content better that you like better? You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. how like the people that are listening to this podcast that watch our pod or YouTube would like to watch better. Like how can we make it better for you guys? The experience of what we do on YouTube. So we've really been working at that really hard. I, I'm I've worked really hard on this video. Um, we hadn't released anything for almost a month. It is, it was like a few days from being a month, which was nice in a way because, uh, it was nice for me not to just be like every day, just having to crank away at it. Um, took a little time and hung out on spring break with my fam and stuff. And that was nice. And, um, you know, just kind of like went at my own pace on this thing. And eventually it was like, okay, it's time. We got to get this thing cranked out. So, uh, but I mean, in that same sense, like we were able to do something that hopefully kept your interest and, uh, gave you a lot to watch. And it took a lot of effort to put together all that video. When you talk about like, not just the editing process, but actually producing the video and walking around and feeding and stuff well, like that. Well, that's one of the things we talked about 
is uh, some of the previous videos we've made. It's like uh, an event that we record and then we produce it, mm-hmm. and it's quick. When you start stringing together days that happen over a couple weeks' time, mm-hmm. it gets pretty tough to lay it all out yeah. on the timeline. But, but it's fun. It's fun, and we're going to continue to do that because we actually had a big, long conversation this week about what we should be doing right now. Um, what we should be eating, yeah. which includes backstraps from and, pigs. Uh, we decided that we're just going to stick around and do what we already do and not try to be Mr. Roadmasters and trying to go here, there, and everywhere. We are going to go do some turkey hunting next next month, but yep. that's later. For right now, we're going to try to catch some fish and try to shoot some piggies. Um, the day that we did shoot, um, Todd and I are both shooting... Just recently, I, I started trying them. Not sure if I'm going to stick with this route or not, but Vector is actually launching. Uh, I believe you're going to be able to buy them soon. They're on the website already, actually. They have what's called a ZMR, which is um, a little bit lighter arrow. Not light weight, but lighter than those HMRs, the hammers. The ZMR, uh, they can make them pretty light. I'm shooting at like 480 grains with 125 green broadhead so pretty sweet um Mm -hmm. very sweet yeah and uh that honestly it's a little lot for me but i wanted to try them out because they wanted me to shoot them and mess with them a little bit so i did um and uh i did get a complete pass through on that pig also was something that nobody has talked much about but i'm just gonna say it because i am that guy uh they um have been prototyping some new broadheads yeah. as well. So actually, they're on the website right now. The yeah, Vector I was broadhead one of the, system coming soon. I was one of the first people to shoot an animal with the Vector broadhead, um, which I have prototypes, of course, and uh, they're pretty cool. They've been trying to mess with their heat treating system a little bit, and uh, I think these were to a level of hardness that uh, made a little bit of a brittle um especially on the bleeders but they've since kind of uh since we did some r&d and stuff going to drop that down just a little bit and it's going to be pretty sweet they're going to be uh you know kind of one of those premium type broadheads with a uh concave blade style which kind of it's pretty neat it actually kind of works um to direct flesh towards the blade as opposed to pushing it out out of the way so Pretty neat idea. Pretty good innovation coming from those guys over there at Vector. So uh, go to their website and check out some of the new stuff. The ZMR called the Flat Shooter. Oh, Flat Shooter. Yeah. By now, don't got- get those little fletchings. Whatever you do, don't get the <laughs> tinies. Get the bigger fletchings, okay? Because the tinies are for target shooting only with field points. Don't do that. They might tell you otherwise. I'm going to tell you as a guy who hunts a lot, don't shoot the little bee fletchings. That's right. Um, <clears throat> but anyways... So that's what's going on in the hog hunting world. Flu-flus, man. Yeah. Is that what you're going to use this year? Yeah, I think so. For yeah. my quail, my one quail. <laughs> your quail you're going to shoot with your bow? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I thought since everybody was um, doing shed hunting stuff lately that you should definitely give some tips for how to find sheds. You're south. the only guy that's found a shed this year on Team Element. How did you find that shed? Oh, I found it next to corn. <laughs> We walked to a corn pile and there was shit. Yep. I don't mean a cornfield. <laughs> corn right. pile. Yep. We uh we piled some corn up, put a camera on it to try to get some hogs in mm-hmm. there. 
And don't worry, there's not hogs. There's just a million deer eating in there. Mm-hmm. And I found a shed right there. Um, so, yeah, you were saying that basically if you could walk feeder pens and then just make <laughs> circles that go out to about 150 yards, and if you don't see anything, then you go get Mexican food. That's what I think is the best tactic. For finding sheds. Uh, in the past, <clears throat> you and I have spent a lot of time actively shed hunting in East Texas. Mm-hmm. And I think we found one. It's a pretty good one. That one you found over there at uh, Babylon, right? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. But otherwise... We found a few. It's tough, man. <clears throat> uh, I mean, we found some... They've all been tiny, but we found yeah. a few um, <clears throat> along the way. Um, and, you know, a lot of the sheds we find are just walking around hunting or mm-hmm. scouting or whatever. I find more sheds in the fall than I do in the spring. Yeah. Like, absolutely. For sure. Especially now that you don't spend any time in the deer woods in the spring. That's right. What's but, the use, right? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, in all seriousness, if you are shed hunting, I would throw out, I guess I have one tip that I've been thinking about. I've been seeing a lot of elms that are budding right now. Mm-hmm. What you can do is sometimes you can find uh, sheds around those cedar elm thickets. We've seen it before. I think you found a match set in, like, a cedar elm thicket one time, um, but a long time ago. But they uh, they'll go to eating those buds on cedar elm trees. Um, hey bud, if you could find yeah, if you could find ash trees that were budding out heavy, big most, ash trees or small ash small trees, small ones because okay. big ones are not going to be in the reach of deer. Uh, but even small ones don't have a ton of buds. But yeah, um, yeah, I really just like that stuff that's just now budding out. It's going to be good. But most of you guys. Oh, another thing is, you know, around corn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're serious. Um, yeah. If you live in a state where you can bait, put some corn out, get yep. the deer coming to where you're at. And yep. it's actually almost too late for that. There's just yeah. a few deer still holding, not a lot. Yeah. We, we saw a big buck holding. We did see yeah. a big one hunt, holding still. Um, so, yeah, there's still there's still time, but I would say, yeah, that's kind of um, anything that, like, produced green grass pretty early on. It's been pretty cold this year, so things are kind of set back a little bit. But... Uh, overall, like it's just tough in the South. It's really, uh, I think that's why people in the South like to turkey hunt so much a lot of mm-hmm. times is because, um, they don't really get a shed season, you know, so I they're like a, itching. I have a tip and this, I know I'm being tongue in cheek with some of these things, but it's, I, I truly do mean it. Like, uh, my, one of my best tips for shed hunting is, uh, don't do it on public land in Texas mm-hmm. or anywhere in the South and if you do, don't give up good opportunities to do other things to go shed hunting. Don't burn a day yeah. to go shed hunting. But like, it's a good way to just feel unaccomplished. If you go out there with the intent to scout and figure out a new place to hunt and look on the ground while you're there, yeah, it's great. It's good too. Um, but uh, if the crop you're biting or you can take your family to the zoo because it's a nice day, do that mm-hmm. and build a little bit of rapport, a.k.a. brownie points or whatever it may be. Um, because I mean, honestly, guys, like we got to stop promoting things and I don't mean to soapbox, but we got to stop promoting things that, um, people get fired up about going to do and then it's terrible. And then they stop wanting to be in the outdoors because it's always terrible. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, uh, if you were trying to promote like, I don't know, say, um, I don't know, maybe a deer, having to shoot a deer of a certain antler width, you know, if you're trying to promote that all the time, people had a hard time doing that, they may or may not stop trying to go shoot deer at all because they have a hard time finding one of said antler width. Mm -hmm. That's just a hypothetical scenario. What they also might do is shoot four of them right next to your property Mm -hmm. instead of shooting like a couple of baskets or something like that Mm -hmm. so that... 
pretty much wiping out the three, four, and five year old yeah. age. <clears throat> no, uh, <laughs> I, I, I think I, I like you know kind of what you're saying there though. Like, there's definitely like ways to promote things that are are can be more fun within a certain activity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we should definitely think about that. Like, the shed hunting is cool when you have a good property to shed hunt. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a bunch of bucks around, I mean, that gummit, dude, you're kind of just walking in the woods. Um, and like you said, I would rather be scouting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we find a lot of sheds when we scout. So, you know, it happens. But what you're ending up doing is helping yourself next October. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Yeah. I mean, this time of year is still great for for scouting for deer. I mean, I saw scrapes today. I mm-hmm. saw rubs today, and and all that stuff. Um, you know, I guess you could say that the whole rut data is still on the ground, mm-hmm. right? So instead of scouting in December, where you know three quarters of the rut has already happened, you can wait until now. Every rut activity out there is over, mm-hmm. and you got a pretty good idea what all's going on. You know, yeah. and. I don't know. You might learn something a little different. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Make sure you're using your time wisely. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I guess since we <clears throat> have done so much spotting and stalking on these mm-hmm. pigs. Um, Not just that. We did a lot of spotting and stalking in deer season, too. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. We had mm-hmm. a spotty year. Spotty and stalky year. <laughs> um, so, let's talk a little bit about some of the... Some of the things we've learned, mm-hmm. uh, some of the ideas that we have, some of the thoughts we have after we've done some of this, and uh, what works, what doesn't work, what um, may work depending on your style or whatever, some of that kind of stuff. And so, um, you know, do you want to do this just pigs? You want to do it overarching, or you want to talk about white yeah, male stuff? Can, yeah, it could be both. I All mean, right. just whatever you kind of feel like, uh, whatever's in your heart, as they say. Mm. <laughs> It's a good place. <laughs> Just follow your heart. <clears throat> yeah. When you wish upon a star, <laughs> practice paganism in movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, so you have anything that's in your heart or not? <laughs> oh, I can talk about this for sure. I mean, um, I, I can go if you don't. No. I just didn't want your heart to pour out how much you hate Disney movies. <laughs> uh, I like Disney sometimes. We watch a lot of Disney in my house, but it's usually, uh, you know, Star Wars. Um, but is, which is Winnie now, the Pooh Disney? Winnie the Pooh is now Disney, actually. How really? Is that? Yeah, I yeah. think it may have always been, but just not in that uh, Mickey. St- Mickey's my least favorite, for sure. Um, but uh, Why? I got an idea. It's just lame, dude. I don't know. Mickey Mouse is just kind of like, Yeah. I like Donald Duck. I feel like Mickey is a lot like Caillou to me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Although, like, Mickey and Donald both have their girlfriends always, so it's kind of weird. But um, Never get married, do they? They do not. So how weird is that? (laughs) Um, Also, Donald Duck doesn't wear pants, but when he gets out of the shower, he wraps a towel around his waist. So what is that about, right? So, (laughs) um, uh, anyway, spot and stalk. Um, I would say that, uh, for pigs lately, that's been one of the things that has been, you know, pretty important to us. Um, when you're doing it with two guys, uh, spotting and stalking, that is. Uh, Tyler, don't look at me like that. I didn't look at you. <laughs> she did. I did not look at you. I kept my eyes to the ground. Uh, <laughs> you or gals or whatever. Gals. Um, you need to reduce your Who profiles. Who says gals like that? Mark Kenyon. 
just called him out on it. Of course. Uh, but uh, you need to reduce your profile. Um, so, of course, kneeling or crawling, like we've been doing some of, is important. But one of the things that um, can be not people. I know. Uh, one of the things that people I've hunted with lately don't understand is that when you walk shoulder to shoulder, that's double the dude out there, you know? Yep. Uh, and that's something that's super important. You have to make sure that um, you like are showing the least amount of person to an animal as possible. Somebody has to submit. That's right. <laughs> Dead gummit. The other day, <laughs> oh, you and I go back and forth with this, right? But the other day, um, the one time I'm thinking about it, at least, um, I was behind you and just kind of pretty much just sticking my eyes right above your cap line so I could see what was going on. Stuff on your tippy toes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, you were down. You were uphill. Uh, I was uphill behind you. You were, I think you were on your knees kind of scooting forward. I was kind of doing the duck walk behind you. Was it the Donald duck walk? It was the Donald duck walk. (laughs) I had on the pants (laughs) because it was cold. Um, I couldn't see what's going on back there. But you do have to be careful about that. Speaking of, you couldn't see what was going on. Uh, We're both like arrows knocked, ready to go. Yeah. Uh, The guy behind, first of all, the guy in the front has to have like pretty good faith in the guy behind him that he's not going to just shillelagh him in the back with a broadhead. Yeah. Um, But secondly, the guy behind, you really got to make sure that broadhead is like sticking out away from both of you. Yeah. So stick it back towards your cameraman. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) He's got a lens in between you and him. Uh, So that would be my thing is to reduce your profile as much as possible uh, when you were spotting stalking an animal. That's a good one, man. Thanks. I like it. Um, Here's another thing. You know what? Actually, I may be weird on this. Um, so on this, so um, I I may have like an an actual um, like higher aptitude to see everything that's going on, not necessarily than you, but just like than the average person, <laughs> um, because of sports maybe. Uh-huh. But my dad see said I've always man. been like this, yeah, um, like more than he was, and my dad played college football. Um, but like I had to read four receivers at one time, a lot of t- sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, a two for sure at pretty much every play. And so among other things, so like seeing a bunch of things, like I'll be shopping with my wife in Walmart and I, I mean, I see everything. She'll just stop in front of people or whatever, mm-hmm. not oh, see them coming, know. you know? Yeah. I don't know if that's a woman thing to do or not, but like, it's definitely like, I see people all the time running into each other and I'm like, I never have the issue of like, oh, sorry, I didn't see you there, you know? <laughs> um, so <laughs> anyway, I think one thing when you're stalking a lot of pigs or even like lots of deer, right? Maybe, but like definitely in the pig situation, cause they're up, they're feeding, they're moving, being able to see if any pig is looking at you at any random time mm-hmm. is key. Uh, Brian called me out on the blue shirt, and I'm going to call him out right now because I know he's listening. Um, Brian moved his head when I had the blue shirt that's on. That's what the pig saw. I, I don't know if that's what the pig saw. I'm not going to say that. You say it, so we'll go with it. I, but here's what I think. If you want, and I know this is I mean, is the your blue point. shirt got, us look, got him looking at I us. I know, yeah. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. yeah. So, but... You blue, like to wear off-colored things, stalking pigs. I think you just <laughs> like the challenge. <laughs> I uh, I didn't. I thought I was gonna be wearing a jacket that day, and it got hot when I got out of the truck. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. So, 
really what it boils down to is like if you can if a pig is looking at you you can't move like they're going to see the movement you know what i mean but if you stand still like you can get away with a lot on pigs i mean you can be the big dark circle in the road and not get caught if you're not moving mm-hmm. so that's i guess uh, a tip that i have is you know don't uh don't like zone in on the big boar that you're looking at. Make sure you see them all. Mm-hmm. That uh, translates to deer too, <clears throat> as well, mm-hmm. uh, because um, in elk, I, I can think more of an elk <laughs> example than that. But like, I can remember like that big elk in the Gila. Uh, there was a time when like I thought about maybe trying to move or whatever, but his cow was in my periphery, yeah. and I knew that she was also just staring me down. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, like you can get away with something with a bull. But if his cow leaves, he's gone. Yeah. Like, he has no reason to be there. Yep. So, don't do that. that yeah. That cow is so close, dude. She's dude, like 15 yards, I think. I can't even, like, imagine it because I was so zoned in on him. But I know she was, like, kind of right there, you oh, know, on, on my left. I remember when he left, I looked over and she was still standing there looking right <laughs> at us at 15 yards, dude. Like, over an oak bush, you know. Yeah. Just, gosh, it scared Spook me. city. Scared me. Uh what else spot and stalk? I think uh, moving slow, uh-huh. which kind of goes along with what you're saying there, but it is a different thing because the approach is much different than like the uh, uh, the subtle movements of like trying to get the shot off, kind of like what you were talking about, right? So yeah. um, my Kansas deer this year, I spot and stalked that deer um, and didn't spot him until we were like 45 yards away. But I kind of knew, like, there was a habitat pocket, and I should be looking down in there. Um, but if I had just been blowing through there because I didn't see, you know, I'm doing air quotes right now, I didn't see any deer, then I would have just spooked them up and would be like, where'd that deer come from? You know, the, one of those type of things. Mm-hmm. But because we were moving slow and I was using my, you know, my gift of really good vision, I was able to pick this deer out of the shadows and saw a main beam down in the shadows, um, you know, kind of below us and was able to put a stalk on them. And if you move too fast, you're going to miss things Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't get, again, don't get too caught up on the goal of, you know, we're going to stalk up here to this corn pile and shoot the pigs that are there. You know, if sometimes if you're 80 yards out, the pigs haven't made it to the corn yet and they're 60 yards from the corn and then they're right there beside you. And Mm -hmm. you didn't really realize that because... They're just bedded or whatever, you know, so slow movement uh, and just being methodical really is probably the thing, right? Like, yep. it's, again, being aware of your surroundings, but kind of in a different sense. Let's talk about this. What, uh, how do you draw on a group of pigs when you get ready to draw them and you've been spotting and stalking them? Um, so that always gets us caught somewhat, <laughs> but still, um, you and I were talking about this in the yard the other day. Um like, I'm blessed, and you are too, um, that we are, like, pretty strong guys. Uh, me, upper body heavy for sure in strength. But, like, I can pretty much draw my bow without causing too much of a ruckus. Mm-hmm. I can draw my, my, my release or my string straight back and anchor and not move hardly at all. Some and people in, and in three quarters of a second shoot an Oklahoma buck <laughs> right. right in the front and right exactly where you want to. There's no reason to stay drawn any longer than you have to be. You guys. drew your peep straight to your eye. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but uh, it really is a thing where um, you don't want to jerk because that causes like a fast movement. But you also don't want to do this like 
this target shooter draw is what I would call it, where yeah. like you kind of go up and pull down and then settle. Mm-hmm. Like that's really not a hunter's draw, and a lot of people do it. And I understand some people have to do it because not everybody is blessed with upper body strength. It's supposed to be really. It's supposed to be better for your shoulders in like long term or something. Yeah. Like it, it gives you less of a chance of injuring your shoulder. My days of like heavy bench press also probably weren't good for my shoulders. <laughs> so I'm think I don't think the bow is really yeah. a problem. So. uh also, uh, weighted dips. I'm probably never doing weighted dips ever again. Yeah, that sounds bad. Yeah, that was a pretty good dipper. Yeah, surprisingly, because my back was always weak. Yeah, it's but, all about triceps. Man. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I didn't have like rager triceps, but they were strong. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, I think that that is is the key. Is um, and that's something you can work on. You know, if your guy doesn't have a lot of upper body strength, you don't need to go do a bunch of curls and stuff like that. But like. When you're in the yard, work on drawing your bow as smoothly as possible straight back. That helps with deer, too. I mean, if you can point that arrow at yeah. the deer, draw straight back, unless he's you know got you pinned already, he's not going to see a lot of movement in his peripheral vision. Right. You're Yeah, because you're pulling straight away from him. There's mm-hmm. no like side-to-side movement or yeah. not much. Um, another way you can kind of strengthen yourself for that is to, uh, pick up any chainsaw that's not brand new and go to try to make it work. <laughs> yeah. Um, or just have the starter go out on your four wheeler and then you have to use the pool court every time. <laughs> um, so I, one thing that, so we, we busted pigs when we went to do the double draw the other night mm-hmm. and, uh, I pulled back pretty fast mm-hmm. and I was like, I think that was the wrong move. I did. I, I think it's the. I think it's okay for me to do when I know a buck's not looking at me, and mm-hmm. you know, the buck's by himself or yeah, whatever. You get it back. Yeah. When you pull a bow, I don't like. It usually works. I mean, it pretty much always works out for me mm-hmm. when I do that. But with hogs, like, there's always one of them that's got the side eye, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. And you so, are good at picking this thing up too. That I, I haven't really noticed that much. But like a pig will have its head down eating. And you know that the pig's still <laughs> looking at us. Yeah. I haven't. I didn't think about that too much. But the other day, you're like, that one's still looking at us. Even yeah. though it's eating. I was like, you're right. I see it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a different angle on its head mm-hmm. or whatever. And yeah. it's like, and it's facing you usually, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's ready to <laughs> whip out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like when we did that, I feel like, A, I was furthest from the cedar tree and B, I mm-hmm. was pulling back really fast. And I'm pretty sure like, not that you wouldn't have got caught drawing, but I know for a fact they caught me. <laughs> if they caught any of us, they caught me that on that one. And so we mo- end up moving around the tree, getting a better backdrop for us. It did work out really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I noticed that when you drew the the second time, I was the just the camera guy because mm-hmm. I was like, well, there's a big one. Let's just shoot it. You know, it's mm-hmm. a big, big sow or whatever. I was and, trying to get that a, a pig shot with that broadhead. Yeah. was kind of the other thing, too. Yeah, to test it. Yeah. And so um, – Anyway, you when you pulled back, I was like, dang, he freaking knocked that out of the park. Like, it was just the perfect, like you just explained, man. It was just straight through the arrow, you know, like straight through the pig and just like fairly slow, mm-hmm. like so that you wouldn't get caught. And, you know, the it worked out really well. No, Nobody saw you and you shot that pig. And then I went to... Oh. I went to, I was like, as soon as I, that happened, I was like, okay, we got it on film. Pigs were We had the off. camera on tripod too. It's yeah. worked real good. Yeah. yeah. And so then, uh, so then I, as soon as you shot, I clipped on and it worked out perfect. Cause I clip on and about the time I look up and start drawing, you go Wee! and gave you a real loud, you know, squeal or whatever. And I'm like anchoring at the point that happens. And I see one Brown 
pig just turn and look and i was like done <laughs> 40 that's for sure like i you had gotten some ranges on the way in you know yeah and i was like that's that's re- it's real close to 40 <laughs> and i put my 40 on it and it was smoke city smoke dude. yeah gosh dude i watched that arrow through the air so good too because <laughs> i mean i think your bow probably went about two foot from my head i would imagine yeah. And so, like, it was just straight down the pipe. And I, so I watched it and said, oh, I remember right in the moment. Yeah, I, was I, like, oh. I did too. I did too. <laughs> Smoke. Dude, it was yeah. good. So, but I, in that case, like, the one thing that I do, like, I'm not sure if I'm going to change or not, but I may change to a hook really? uh, release. And mm-hmm. so, one thing, <clears throat> KC and I have shot different releases the last couple of years. I've been shooting a dual caliber Cobra, caliper Cobra, and um, KC's been shooting the hook. Is it called the wilderness? It's called a moment. Moment. That's yeah. right. Hunter has a wilderness. I don't know what that yeah. is, but um, so you've been shooting the moment, which is a hook style release. And I was thinking, man, because dude, it's hard to get a dual caliper to go quickly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I can do it when a deer is a hundred yards out coming in, but when, like, for instance, <clears throat> um, when I shot the deer in Kansas, I had the same thing. Like. Dude, it took me, I feel like it took forever. It probably took like literally eight tenths of a second. <laughs> yeah, but that I mean? anxiety is enough oh, to mess you up. Dude, I was like, <laughs> and I was like trying to get it on there. I finally clipped it on, you know. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing that they're not. I actually nailed it the first time, but I was like, and I did it really quick. But there's still like that anxiety of like, you're like trying to get your, uh, yeah. y'all can't see it, but I'm like moving my hand oh, around. Oh, I know. You well, know? think about it. That caliper's open. <clears throat> maybe an eighth of an inch yeah and you got to fit that d loop through that perfectly and then squeeze it at the right time before yes. you move it off there exactly so and i mean that's just a part <laughs> of my equation that doesn't even happen yeah i mean yeah. it's like just yeah. on there so I, i'm thinking about getting jake to send me one of those cobra hooks uh the moment is mm-hmm. what you said right so yeah because I, I might mess with that some this year if we get new bows mm-hmm. which we are we just don't know when they're coming exactly. Be here soon. One of them's here. It's not ours, though. <clears throat> yep. We'll tell you about that later. It's Daniel's. Or what's his name? Uh, Is it Daniel? Uh, David? David. It's David. <laughs> David. <laughs> David's. Uh, no, it's Michael. Uh, Michael. Michael, yep. Yeah, Michael. Uh, so that's that's another thing I was thinking about is though mm-hmm. is like man the release would have been a good thing there but I, in that case like I'm I'm jerking back and I'm getting ready for something to stop and uh, but I mean yeah overall like drawing on a bunch of pigs is tough you know what about um from a tree like, yeah I say was you, just about to say this say yeah. you're in a in a cruiser saddle <laughs> which most of the time we are if we're in a tree all the time pretty much right? uh I actually I shot my deer from the ground I had my cruiser on. Because that's did you how, really? Yeah, I think so. In South Dakota or Kansas? No, in Kansas. Oh, I think I did. Um, because I mean, you never know, right? Like that morning, you might have been going to get in the tree, and then that, but then you're stalking midday, and you still have it on. It's I stalked. Nice. Uh, I should have killed a buck, big buck in Colorado this year. Stop. And with a cruiser saddle on from the ground, <laughs> <laughs> I got out of the tree, and uh, Eric was supposed to rattle him to me, but. He rattled him away from me. <laughs> uh, not intentionally, though. No, not intentionally. Uh, but uh, anyways, where are we going with that? Oh, okay. So you're, you're up in the tree, in your cruiser, yep. you know, leaning away from the tree. It's what happens in a saddle, yep. right? Which is weird at first, but you get used to it, and it's actually real nice. Um, what are some of your tips for drawing your bow in a tree? Um, well, you got to, you know, you want to make sure that, like, nothing is in your way when you originally sit down in that mm-hmm. tree. But I think uh, for me, 
the pigs pigs are pretty active when they get in there on food. So mm-hmm. like what you'll get a lot of times with deer is you make it a deer like if it was at a feeder, especially like just a doe or whatever it's calm, like that sucker might just or even bucks. Bucks are worse about it actually. Because uh, like a big mature buck will come in on corn, whether it's a pile or a feeder, and just literally stand in the same spot for four minutes and then lift its head up, take a step, and then it stands. It's there such for a different three, environment too, because it's always dead silent. <clears throat> yeah, deer are so quiet. Yeah, and like I learned this this year hunting on my property because those does would come in and eat the corn, and you know I'm not shooting at them because it's not legal at that point in the year. How mm-hmm. much sense does that make? But um. <laughs> Anyways, like, the slightest sound when a deer has its head down eating is, like, freak-out mode. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. They're, they're strange about that. Yeah. Which, well, you, you can talk about that in regards to your Oklahoma mm-hmm. uh, buck, you know? I mean, the... So, the idea is this, though. Like, when it's a hog, at least, um, that the hog is going to be moving around quite a bit. So... Really, as soon like if it's a small group of hogs or just a hog, like say it's a boar, comes in lone boar. Um, I'm probably gonna wait till he's facing away pretty good. They got big ears that blind them from the back pretty they good. They do, and um, and their shoulders are wide. Yeah, yeah, wider than their heads. That's right. Yeah. So uh, probably kind of get him facing away, and if he's moving quite a bit, I'll draw then, mm-hmm. and then kind of let him get a little bit more broadside. I would say honestly um, that. When like when shooting, especially a boar, I would shoot a quartering away, probably. Mm-hmm. Or if it's close enough, dude, I've killed some frontal pigs this year. On the that, ground, frontal's hard to beat, dude. I mean, you think about it. When you really think about it, if you feel confident in hitting within that area, mm-hmm. there, like you can't hardly miss. No, you know what I mean. And especially in a hog, because they're broader. Yeah, and they're they're squat, right? So it's literally. You're shooting at a volleyball. Yeah. I mean, you, their vitals aren't much bigger than that from the side. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. And the, just, the good thing about a frontal, too, is that there's, um, you got a bunch of arteries and veins in the neck. That's that, right. That you don't even have to hit the heart. Yeah. You know? Or the lungs or anything. No. Yeah. I know. It's, 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 it is deadly, dude. Yeah. And so, like, I, I, I feel like that's a pretty good option. Not to mention, like, there's a lot more soft stuff on the front of a boar than there is on the shoulder of a boar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Them jowls are pretty pretty floppy. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, <clears> that's <throat> that's kind of a shooting, more of a shooting thing. But I just think as far as, like, yeah, drawing back and getting drawn uh, probably when they're facing away. Um, if you get a bunch of pigs in there, um, you know, ideally, if you, here's the thing is if you're setting up and you're setting a uh, saddle or a stand or something like that, like, you need to have a backdrop if you can of some sort. Mm-hmm. So cedar tree or whatever it is. And if you have if you're not skylined, you will get drawn, I think. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Unless you're just sunlit from the front or whatever. But like if you're back in a cedar tree or whatever, you got a pretty good a good solid backdrop behind you, you're probably not gonna get seen. And here's the thing is if they see if they see you and they blitz out, learning the the squeal. Some sort of loud squeal noise, man. I mean, that's worked. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, it, you, you've you shot some pigs, so you know how to do that. And it's a <laughs> second nature thing, and I pretty much just will hope that you do it, and you do it, and then I shoot them. Yeah, that's, that's what uh, happens. That's uh, my payment to you for doing it in your ear for those javelinas that one time. <laughs> <laughs> now that you've heard it, I'm going to do it whenever it actually helps. Here's my apologize. Yeah, but um, 
Another thing I would think about for drawing that's important is to think about clearances. Uh, because it's it's actually kind of crazy how much clearance it takes to <clears throat> shoot a bow. Mm-hmm. Because things are moving around and changing shape and size. Uh, like, for instance, you don't want to have to be at full draw to have to move to make the shot, if that makes sense. Sometimes you have to do that, mm-hmm. but ideally not. So uh, having clearance at the front of your bow for, say, 20 to 25 inches of arrow to be able to swing around is pretty important. And mm-hmm. if you don't have that, you need to keep that in mind uh, for when you do take your shot. Also, like just because you can hold your bow out right here doesn't mean you technically have room for your shot because your string angle could run into stuff and also um like the way cams work are weird like you might have room right there but when you draw your cams kind of come back a little bit and then like your bow can be kind of wedged up in a spot i thought you were talking about cams like cam haynes the way no those those are tiny we've been confused on if if he's like a celebrity or if he actually does work at that water facility or whatever right man because yeah so the way he works is weird too he's a cam (laughs) that's right (laughs) but like i said he's small so he fits into all his places no problems Uh, (laughs) every time uh yeah it's all right he could outrun me for sure yeah Um, for sure but long uh, distance I, I, I don't know I think that uh, we've ha- we've done podcasts on this draw stuff before and yeah. it's pretty important but um, uh, one of the things that you cannot have too much of is ex- experience and that's what uh, we kind of build our platform off of to the truth guys we, we don't claim to ever be experts at about near anything except for Mexican food so don't mess with us <laughs> but um, outside of that uh, experience is everything when it comes to hunting so uh, it kind of goes back to that whole thing we were talking about earlier about uh, don't waste a good day to go do something that's important to go shed hunting because it's not the greatest experience, you know. And if you could instead use that day later in the fall, or if you could go make some money this time and this time of year in the spring instead of walking around, you can use that to buy a tag and yeah. you know a new state and go have that experience or whatever. Like, yeah. make sure that you're putting yourself in these situations where you can learn this stuff because, man. Uh, I'm not going to say that like I maliciously laugh at people or anything like that, but it is kind of <laughs> comical from time to time when you see on a Facebook group some guy that you just know has been just an internet warrior for four years and has not gone out and put this stuff into practice, and then he's like got all these mods on his sticks and all this stuff, and it's like, <clears throat> man... Have you ever thought about just going up the tree, you know, or whatever? You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying no. to throw shade here or anything, but y'all get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. go out and, and try this stuff, you know. And sooner or later, you realize, like, hey, I don't have to fiddle with this that much. It works as is, or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, you know. Yeah. Like, you don't have to to just go crazy about stuff. At, right. at the same time, there are some things that are really, really important to experience, and that is, like you were saying, drawing <laughs> on a deer or a hog is a huge thing that you gotta, you gotta figure out if you want to be. Um, you know, overly successful mm-hmm. at doing this. Yeah, there there are different like integral parts to the harvest or fulfilling the experience of hunting and killing something that you should probably definitely focus on. So, good thoughts there, man. We've been doing some farming and stuff. We don't have to get too many details of that. I'm pretty much an onion farmer right now. <laughs> uh, whether it's on the uh, uh, whether it's uh, just re. Um, greenizing some green onions <laughs> in my windowsill or uh, planting onions and that's been the Stuff. only thing that's come up in my garden so all re-greener any of the yep. potatoes come up yet Mm-mm. i've had a few potatoes stick their heads out really i've got uh icicle radish 
daikon radish, French breakfast radish. French breakfast. Uh, just regular old radish. Red. I don't like radish. The, I don't like things being named breakfast that aren't breakfast. Yeah. I'm probably going to eat them at breakfast a little bit. Maybe. Really? I don't know. I never, had, I never had those. That's exactly yeah. right. Because you don't eat radishes at breakfast. <laughs> you might. I gum it. Dude, people think that. But then have you ever had beans and rice at breakfast? It is good. I haven't. Um, so not, not to put radish on the same level as beans and rice. <laughs> That's true. I got kale. I got uh-huh. uh, lettuce. I got mm-hmm. um, taters. I got onions. And then... I got all my indoor stuff done. I got tomato. I've got a bunch of tomatoes. I have like forty-eight tomato plants, which is about half of what I had last year. So it's good. I'm gonna yep. scale back. Um, I got summer squash, winter squash. Uh, all that stuff is planted and about ready to go in the ground. I'm gonna get those in the ground this weekend. Uh, I've got watermelons poking their heads through the dirt, and mm. those are gonna go in the ground about mid-April. Hoping to get some July watermelons. That would be nice. Um, That'd be cool. Cantaloupe. Mm, what else? Oh, uh, Roselle. Yeah. Which is cool. That's a thing, you, flour you make jelly out of, so pretty Rose, tasty. Roselle from Sorel. That's right. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. So you got I a think good that's garden. it. Um, I actually bought today, um, I bought uh, drip irrigation. Cool. Drip tape. So be buried in the ground and drip tape irrigation. Trying to reduce weed pressure and disease pressure on my tomatoes and squash. So... See if that helps. Sweet. Yep. Sounds cooler than what I got going on. <laughs> I'm just like a, I'm a wannabe gardener. I'm just a bill out on Onion Hill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, man. Well, you know, one of these days maybe I'll have a intern that can do some stuff and then I can just focus more on it. We're going to have an Eric pretty soon. I hope so. I hope so. Eric, you better get down here. That's all we have to say. Oh, I got this girlfriend, y'all. <laughs> I got this girlfriend. Here's a good idea. Let's get a Yankee girlfriend before we move to Texas. <laughs> I think she's probably listening, dude. Probably so. That's all right. Like, she already hates you. I ain't surprised. There's a lot of a lot of women that hate me for sure. <laughs> uh, well, it's like a baby Jordan Peterson over here. BJP. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to about wrap it up for us. <laughs> Somehow we turned a uh, don't have anything to say podcast into uh, nearly hour. So yeah. thank you all for listening. Thanks for uh, watching the videos. We're going to try to get a few more out this spring. We've got a really cool series revolving around fishing, if you like fishing. So be looking forward to that. It may be still, it's probably going to be several weeks still before that starts to air, but I'm really excited about it. And... Uh, we do have some merch. If you guys have any uh, need for shirts, T-shirts for the summer or whatever, we got a bunch of those. Got some a few more these uh, new hats in. We probably need to order some more mm-hmm. different different kinds and stuff. We're gonna get all in that. We got a bunch of different uh, announcements to make at some point this summer, I think, and we're excited about some of the things we got coming up. Uh, we just can't talk about them yet. Also, we're gonna do some get-togethers uh, at some point this summer. Are we in a few different uh, <laughs> cities? So we haven't been talking about that that much, but yeah. I'm glad to hear we're doing it. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I think uh, it's something we will. <laughs> I think I'm excited. We'll have fun. <laughs> Casey's not so excited. No, about I it. am excited about it. it was Every pre- year, Casey becomes more of a recluse. I do. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Uh, whoever that guy was on Texas uh, Public Land Hunting uh, Facebook. I'm so, I feel sorry for you. We are going to do a meetup. Let's do it. But some guy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got to say the comment, it was so funny. This guy was like, uh, hey, guys, we should do like a meetup or something or hang out. And then 
<laughs> it's like exchange names or something. Yeah, right. and this guy was like, <laughs> I'd rather shoot myself in the foot than meet 90% of you people. <laughs> oh, which I appreciated the clean but also harsh comment. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't, no cursing, nothing bad in there. Just like a good old, just honest comment. It's good. Which I think he was kind of joking a little bit, but there are some pretty horrendous people out there. Don't be one of those people. That's right. Uh, have a good attitude and, and be nice to people. That's what I have to say. That's right. And remember, this is your element. Living. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit MarketHouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY.